0: Well, good morning, everybody. This is Paul in Idaho.
1: And this is Neelam from India.
0: I hope that all of you, all of our dear ones, are doing well and that you are all safe with your own dear ones. And onward and upward. We have talked earlier and have mentioned this in some of the recent podcasts and gatherings, the importance of ancestral healing once we are through with all of the pandemic and the reason for that is that this is a amazing unbelievable experience that the world has been going through and many people are frightened many people are uncertain many people are wary of being around others it's going to take a lot of time for a lot of people to adjust, and the world has changed. It's not going to go back because the wheel only moves forward. And consequently, all of those aspects, the worry, the fear, the uncertainty, the concern, the just everything that comes with the pandemic, has the potential of generating ancestral-related issues. In these teachings and the practices, we consider the impact of our actions for what it can do going forward seven generations. And therefore, it's going to be very important that post-pandemic, that ancestral work is done to clear anything that may be going on within you, within the environment, within the government, within society, culture, the world itself, so that future generations can not be burdened by a lot of those adverse conditions, mental conditions, that much of humanity will experience post-pandemic
1: or even most of the humanity is experiencing during the pandemic, including our own children and our own siblings, our parents. And the way we respond and the way we react and the way we are adapting or not adapting, the choices that we make or are going to make, these all create an imprint in our DNA. And we are operating also right now out of that same DNA which has come to us from our lineages. How our parents learned to respond to adversities, or how their parents, or how our ancestors responded or reacted to adversities, to challenges, to to failures, to fears, Uh, how they translated these situations into their gifts, or how they did not. We carry within our DNA the same imprint which has come to us from our lineages and so and the way we are responding and going to respond is going to be a part of the dna of our children of our of our siblings children and of of our uncles and aunts and their children and so it is very important from that perspective to realize that most of the times the way we are emoting behaving reacting responding is many times not our own we are cloaked by the impressions that we carry within our dna which has which is coming to us mentally physically emotionally and spiritually as in a way how they behaved and in a way which is making us behave and react in a particular way which will also affect our future generations and that is why in this current scenario ancestral work becomes of key importance because ultimately everything boils down to cause and effect. The way the things that I choose to do, the way I react or respond is having a ripple effect in the web of life. And that's what shamanism is also all about. And so from that perspective, as a part of shamanic work, looking at ancestral healing in the current scenario is also very, very important.
0: Indeed. One of the things that came to me as you were speaking, Neil, is the importance that as we as individuals, as well as collective and globally, emerge from this, we need to step out of this as part of the hero's journey stronger than where we came in. And that is one of the things that ancestral work is going to why it will be so important, because we will have acquired many lessons. Now, the important thing is the way that people embrace those lessons. Is it in a good way? Are they stronger? Are they more empowered? Do they have a deeper understanding of themselves? Do they have a deeper understanding and respect and gratitude for all of life? Do they have a deeper understanding gratitude, and more in-depth relationships with their families coming through all of this. And so these are all going to be very important components of the future psychological development of our children and of our grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren. Some of the listeners may have parents that were Survivors of, say, the depression. My father was a depression era child. Others may have come through uh, the partition situation there in India. Uh, others may have come from refugee backgrounds. And all of that has a very strong influence on mental outlook, the way that you are, the ability to adapt, or if you're clinging on to. Uh, money, if there's strong urges for survival, uh, the inability to throw things away, it could affect in many different ways. And of course, all of that will be passed down through future generations. And that's why it's really going to be very critical of how we emerge from this. This is a time where one of those most important fundamental principles of shamanic practice of taking 100% full responsibility of your life is going to come into play. People will need to be very strong, and they're going to find a lot of tremendous strength and many gifts in this current situation. The big thing is carrying that forward so that they become really very, very strong. And we are rebuilding the world, and we need to have very strong people in this brand new world because this is now an opportunity for tremendous change for all of mankind.
1: Who we are as individuals, why we have taken birth in this lifetime, and what is our true essence, and what is, who are we as a self, with capital S, all of this is also shaped by how we live life and how we honor our own self, driven and governed by the ancestral imprints that we have within our DNA. So as you were talking, Paul, various other examples were coming into my space, like how due to partition, there is fear of loss. There is our relationship to money because in, during partition, there were communities which had to leave everything behind in one country and move to another country and leave as refugees and start their life as scratch. This has definitely shaped who we are as a country. So of Mm -hmm. course, if if it has shaped who we are as a country, it has shaped us who we are as a human being because it shaped who our ancestors were at that point in time. How they maneuvered these challenges, these traumas, these intercaste divide, various things which opened up about having to leave everything behind, the fear of loss, which is there in, as a primal fear in our DNA, how that got triggered, the fear of being rejected or abandoned or having to leave your own land where you had homes, the fear of be- the lack of belonging, our relationship to abundance, the lack and the, uh, the scarcity space that we operate from, all these threads connect to one singular aspect of the life which the ancestors went through, aka partition. Our ancestors must have gone through various other situations, even if not partition, Various other uh, issues in their lives and all of their living, because we are a part of the same DNA, how they are related to money, how our parents relate to money and how we relate to money, how their relationship with their body was, how our relationship with our body is, how their relationship with the masculine and the feminine was, what kind of a patriarchal society they lived in, what trauma they went through. All this is by default also a part of our own genetic imprint. And today, scientific research has proved that these genetic imprints affect our life. And we have issues sometimes we work very hard to resolve, issues we battle to uh, overcome, patterns we try to work, work and work upon. However, these threads and these knots don't unknot because these are not ours in the first place. They are coming to us through them. And it is very important. And fortunately or unfortunately, through us, they are going forward to the future generations. And even if you are not married or have decided not to marry, they are by default a part of your siblings' children as well. And so this is a thread because in the web of life, we are all connected through cause and effect. We are connected through cause and effect, through the web of life of the same DNA genetic imprint from our ancestors. We are also affected and they are also affected. And so it is our responsibility to look at these issues and take charge of our life and work on clearing them so that not only are we free of them, but the future generations and the generations that they carry and the imprint that they carry in the web of life, macrocosm, is also healed because we are the microcosm of that microcosm. So it is very important to look at that and our responsibility in this microcosm and macrocosm.
0: Indeed. We often talk in all of the workshops, and in particular, like in our foundations course, about those ripples of the principle of cause and effect, of the impact of a stone Tossed into a pond and the little waves that it generates. Well, right now, the entire world is throwing rocks into ponds, and we have got ripples going in all different types of directions, and the impact is huge. From the individual to the impact of government, I mean, we think in terms of ancestral related healing, in terms of the individual. It is also the impact of governments and government and world decisions. These two also will have long, far-reaching ramifications. And a lot of it is going to be deeply emotionally scarred within countries themselves and the nature of their government, the belief in their governments and things. And so it's going to be some very, very big work. For those of us that are on sacred paths, for those of us who are part of the shamanic community, our role is of great, great importance. For this is the time of the great turning. This is a time of amazing amounts of change. And it's a time that is calling out to those of us who have... Some knowledge and some experience in shamanism to rise, to step up, to step forward, to contribute to the betterment of the world and humanity, to become those beacons of hope in our communities, within our families, within our tribe, and on a larger scale as well. And therefore, we need to lead by example. We need to be able to stand tall. We need to be able to stand with our feet firmly planted on the ground. This is not a time for airy fairies. This is a time for us to warrior up, to bring cowboy up, as we would say here, to invoke within us our connections with spirit, great spirit, to allow the work of spirit to flow through us for us to consider very carefully the ramifications of our actions and to become guiding forces for our communities. And so this is gonna really be a very interesting time to say the least, and it's a time of great healing for all. So, you know, we honor all of you who are out there. We honor all of the first responders We honor all of the people, the doctors, and all the caretakers, the shop owners, the people who are helping keeping this world turning and moving.
1: And as you rightly said, these are times of great turning. A huge way of life, which we thought to as the only way of life and reality, is ending. Is shifting <coughs> sorry whether we want it or not all of us in our own unique way are going through this process of death and rebirth we are entering into a tunnel of darkness of uncertainty of the unknown and we are being asked to come out as renewed and as as a rebirth human being and yet we do not know what lies on the other side of that tunnel and so as we go through this process of death and rebirth individually and collectively looking at these genetic imprints which we already have and which we are about to create As a process of this death and rebirth also becomes equally important or rather the most important aspect of our healing journey. Because unless we own these things and realize these things and shift these things and change these things consciously through the conscious process of death and rebirth within our own genetic DNA we are not going to be able to rebirth a new self or rebirth a new consciousness or be a part of the consciousness which is rebirthing by itself. And so this process calls out to us in these times more than ever before to be looked at, to be addressed and to be healed within each one of us and through each one of us within that DNA imprint of each member of our own family and hence the larger society and the larger family as well.
0: Very true. When you talked about the death, what occurred to me is that all of us, and I'm talking about the entire world, is emerging through and is entering into actually a dark night of the soul and we are experiencing this as a collective and if you observe some of the things going on out there in the world. Some people are coping with it, others are fighting against it tooth and nail, others are denying it. And it's very important that those of us on this pathway that we stand tall. Like I said, we are holding a lamp, a lantern, and we are the leaders that are walking through that tunnel. And we will emerge on the other side of all of this in a much stronger way. Because from that begins the construction of brand new societies, brand new cultures, brand new ways of being. You know, It's only just beginning here. And so we have to just really rise to the occasion. Know that your choices, your decisions, your way of thinking, your attitude, your belief systems, will be passed down into the genetic line. And we do not want to have our children. And seven generations is going to take us all the way to the great-grandchildren of your grandchildren. You you don't want to have these unborn children to enter into a world filled with fear and living in uh, being terrified of uncertainty. We do have certainty in this world, and that is that change is a component part of that. The world is filled with cycles, and it's in perpetual motion, and therefore we have to be able to move along with that wheel. The big thing is that we want to be able to be the ones who are steering much of it, rather than just kind of going thump, 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 thump as the wheel turns. And so This is an opportunity for you to be able to take control of the dynasties that move forward by empowering them by your attitudes and by the way that you are, and by clearing any ancestral patterns before they even take place. Also, know that the work that is done in ancestral-related healing also goes back seven generations. So therefore, a lot of the things that are being generated now may very well have also been born from experiences from your families in the past. So it's a lot of big work. Neil and I will be talking a lot more about that coming up in the near future.
1: Absolutely. And the problems that we face today are also unique. Like our ancestors, experienced fear as a primal level of survival and today we are experiencing the same fear in a different way. How each one of you may be processing that fear is also connected to how your ancestors would have processed that fear. Mm -hmm. It is very unique because I keep talking to friends and acquaintances and students there is loved ones are separated in different continents in different countries. And they don't know when they will reunite because of the current situation. Mm. That itself is a Pandora box of imprints being generated within our DNA. Uh, Mm. There are many people who are uh, on the verge of losing their uh, jobs. Many, many people in India have agricultural produce going to waste, the labor section suffering because of not having enough livelihood. There are unique set of problems which the current situation is generating. And it's very important for us to be able to hold that lamp, or that lantern, or that candle for our society, for our near and dear ones. And it all begins with our own self. And so, looking at all these broader aspects becomes all the more crucial, even now, all the more crucial at this moment, at this juncture of our life. And so, ancestral healing has always been important, but The importance of it cannot be stressed enough in current
0: times yes indeed Uh, anthony robbins had uh, talked about this a number of years ago of uh, six fundamental basic human needs and consider these as we continue moving along here as the wheel keeps turning and we're heading you know through this tunnel with the uh, pandemic and find out in these six human needs where your primary need is, but also how you can evolve, how you can mature, develop, and share this with your loved ones, with your dear ones. Going and with this awareness that I'm about to share here is an opportunity for elevation, of evolution with each revolution. And so these are the six human needs. Number one is certainty and assurance that you can avoid pain and that you can gain pleasure. Number two is, uh, six human need is uncertainty and variety. Some folks need to have and step into the unknown and to change and to experience new stimulus. The next is significance Feeling unique, important, special, or needed. In the current situation, it's important that you recognize who you are. Use this as a learning experience. Recognize that though the collective may be experiencing something, I stand tall, I am unique, I am different because of X. Find your X. Do not be a burden, become an asset. Next is connection and love, a strong feeling of closeness or union with someone or with something. All of us have an opportunity to be able to grow in our relationships in what is happening here, be it the relationship, not only with yourself, but also with your loved ones and particularly with your family. This is going to be very important. Make your relationships nurturing. Do not make them codependent develop strong senses of independence, responsibility, assign tasks, people sharing workloads, and work together in a manner where you really appreciate the work and the efforts of other people that have been involved in your life. Number five is growth. Expansion of capacity, capability, and understanding. Recognize that you may be asked to find talents and gifts that you had never even fully realized before. New ways of thinking will open up for you with this, expand, grow with this experience. And next is contribution, where people have a sense of service, a desire to be of service, and focus on helping, giving, and supporting of others. We're hearing wonderful stories of gatherings of people who are preparing food for Uh, other folks who are really challenged, and how people are volunteering, they're stepping up, they're doing what they can. And keep that in your hearts. Do whatever you can do. Recognize that this isn't all about me, 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 but it's really about all of us. And so do whatever you can to be able to do acts of kindness for others during these times. Recognize that you are not the one that is the most severely impaired in all of the world. If you are sitting, if you are breathing clearly, if you are functioning fine, there are a lot of people that are in a lot worse shape right now. And so be very powerful and present and be very grateful too for everything that you have. Yeah, Nina?
1: Absolutely. And, and just to conclude, to realize that we are in this together, we are never alone and there is great power in going back to basics, which is operating from the heart, from the space of love. There is great power in our blessings and in our words, in prayer and in ceremony. And these indeed are also part of our ancestral roots. So let us remember these and operate from a sense of self from these indigenous core roots and aspects to feel whole and complete and to feel one with all of life
0: indeed and so with that dear ones we'll conclude our uh, podcast for today i honor and i bless all of you and for all of your loved ones for the beautiful journey that you are all undertaking in these most interesting of times and may you emerge on the other side of all of this stronger, more assured, definitely wiser, and with a more loving and kind heart. As we change, may all the world change in a very positive manner.
1: Oh, In in a positive and a grounded and a rooted manner. And maybe go back to our roots of where we began from, the indigenous ways of living, which are becoming important even more so now, and may we maybe remember who we are and maybe remember who we are in our DNA. Indeed. And with that said, uh, we we'll say goodbye and thank you for uh, tuning in. Uh, keep tuned. We'll come in, keep coming back with uh, various other aspects of discussion. If you have any questions or if you have any topics, please feel free to write to us. Aho. Most most definitely. Aho. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.